Hello, and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs get more out of their marketing and advertising spend. On today's episode, we are going to be breaking down the three most impactful components of Apple's iOS 15 and how they will negatively impact your marketing and attribution data. So let's break it down. So you may be thinking, we just did a video and a piece of content about iOS 14, but with iOS 15, there's several new pieces that are going to impact your ability to track your customers and market to them in a personalized and meaningful way. Like everybody else in this industry and the governments that regulate it, the companies are solving for consumer privacy at the expense of marketing attribution and accurate analytics. What does that mean for your digital marketing strategy? It means you just need to take into account these three most important features of iOS 15 and pivot your strategy accordingly. The three main features that are released in iOS 15 that are going to have an impact on your digital marketing strategy are hide my email, mail privacy protection, which we talked about previously, and iCloud private relay. So let's break down these three features and how they're designed to protect personal information and privacy at the expense of personalized marketing. So first up is hide my email. According to Apple, hide my email is going to instantly generate a unique and random email address that will automatically forward to your personal inbox so that you don't have to share the real email when you're filling out a form or checking out somewhere online. And what that means is if you have an e-commerce store or a software company that collects email addresses when customers sign up for more information, you could very well have two customers in your database with two separate email addresses. And from your perspective, it's going to appear as if those are two separate entities when in fact they are the same. Now, most marketers use email as a sort of unifying key. If a prospect gives their email address on a signup form and it's Bob at Gmail, and then later, six months later, a customer buys something from your site and it's Bob at Gmail, the typical practice is that the customer data platform is going to assume that those are the same people and merge their customer records. Now, nine times out of 10, that's the right thing to do. But with this new feature from Apple, hide my email, you're going to have two separate records in the database that the system will not know to merge together. It's going to look as if there are two separate journeys, two separate customers. And the marketing used to generate email address one will be disconnected from the attribution of the customer who purchased with email address number two. So now that email addresses are becoming fungible, we really recommend that marketers use a different identifying metric to make sure that those profiles are unique or a combination of identifiers that will give you a high degree of probability that who is who in your data. So that who is who in your customer data platform. Typically marketers use phone numbers, addresses, first and last names, and some level of automation to make a, a prediction or a, a confidence or to make a prediction or to have some level of confidence that Bob is in fact Bob. So as more and more folks are opting in to this feature from Apple and installing the latest iOS version, you're going to see your email list become more and more confusing as people have secondary 
tertiary, and additional email addresses that all represent their interaction. Now, is that good for the customer? I think it's yet to be seen. If I had to give Amazon a different email address every time I came back, that would be a challenge for me. That would be a detriment to my customer experience. Moving on to number two, let's break down the impact of mail privacy protection. This is a similar feature that has origins of a similar intent. They are trying to protect the consumer's identity and personal information from the marketer so that their experience from Apple's perspective is improved. So typically what happens is brands or marketers are using a tracking pixel on every email that gets sent and it informs them when a user has opened their mail. And this metric that everybody's been relying on for 20 plus years is the email open rate. It tells you how engaged your audience is, how good the subject line was. And this metric is going to go away as it pertains to Apple iOS users. The main impact of mail privacy protection for marketers will be their inability to accurately track open rates. With mail privacy protection, every single email that gets sent to an Apple user is going to be marked as open. Apple is going to destroy your ability to know who opened and who doesn't. Quoting Apple directly, they say senders can't link it to your other online activity. So what does that mean? If you give somebody a display ad or you're running a Super Bowl commercial and then you want to see if they opened your email, you're going to lose that ability. You're not going to be able to track at what time, at what IP address, at what location, and what link they clicked. And it's going to completely destroy your ability to personalize those online experiences after the open, after the click. It's very valuable for a marketer to know that somebody opened the email offer but didn't convert. With Apple's mail privacy protection, you are going to lose the ability to get that information. So we recommend that marketers pivot and focus on a different KPI that will persist and will still give them that data that they need going forward. The third component of iOS 15 that we think is relevant for marketers to understand is what's called iCloud Private Relay. And this is probably the least talked about component, but it's very critical to what marketers need to get the most out of their marketing and advertising. So the iCloud Private Relay allows for iOS 15 Safari users to mask their IP address, and it sends that traffic through multiple, in quotes, internet relays. And so what it's doing is just hiding and obfuscating the IP address that that prospect is using to access your website, your mobile app, your content, or clicking on an ad. And so the real impact to most performance-driven marketers is you're going to see a disruption in all of the geo-targeting that's available to you on Google or Facebook or anything else that's using IP addresses to infer your location. So if you have an ad on Google that's targeted at folks within a five-mile radius of your restaurant, you're going to face two problems. One, there'll be some other user in Texas, thousands of miles away from your restaurant, who's going to see your ad. Why? Because Apple used a fake IP address for him that made it appear to the ad network as if he was within five miles from your restaurant, when in fact they were not. That's problem number one. Problem number two is a user who is within five miles from your restaurant 
is not going to see your ad, is not going to get your promotion because Apple is cloaking their IP address and making it appear as if they are somewhere around the world or making it appear as if they're somewhere else in the world. Again, the number one impact here is going to be on any ad campaign that's using IP address as a targeting mechanism or using it to infer a location or tying it to some customer journey that's been built up in the past. So for example, if an IP address from customer X has been on your website 27 times and viewed all these product pages, and then 24 hours goes by and that user is now in their home and they open up their mobile phone to go back to your website, Apple's going to give them a new IP address, a fake IP address to cloak it. You're now going to have a disconnected journey. You're not going to know that person on his phone was in fact the same person who was browsing your site on their computer just an hour before. And this is something that marketers have relied on for many years, or at least used all these data points together to deliver with some level of confidence, their ability to track who's who, what content they've seen and how to market to them more effectively. If we look at Google's own documentation on this issue, you can see how they use IP addresses in their ad network. They rely on IP address, GPS, Wi-Fi signals, Bluetooth, and Google cell ID, their own information in their own location database to infer who's who and where they're located. With Apple confusing and cloaking the IP addresses, Google's ability and Facebook's ability to accurately tell you who's who and where that person is will be severely impacted as more and more people opt in to iOS 15. There is a large lurking problem with this under the surface that marketers need to be aware of because it has to do with regulation, privacy, and GDPR. For example, GDPR requires that if you're going to be selling in the UK or EU, you have to comply with the regulations in that region. But with Apple iOS 15, if they're going to hide your IP address, well, then how do you know that user is coming from Germany? How do you know that you need to give them the correct regulated experience and treat their personal information in a GDPR compliant way? If Apple shows you that user is coming from Texas, when in fact they're coming from Germany and you give them an experience or sell to them in a non-compliant way, you have just broken the law of GDPR in that region for that customer and you have exposure there. So your previous system that says anyone from a, with a German IP address, treat them this way. Anyone with an EU IP address, treat them this way. Anyone from America, treat them another way. Anyone from California, treat them a separate way. Your ability to rely on IP address to make that legal determination for you is going away. You have to do it in a different manner or you need to be almost globally compliant to make sure that you are not out of compliance in any particular region. Because with IP addresses, again, being cloaked, you do not have that information that you need to know who's who and where they're coming from. If you have any questions about how iOS 15 is going to impact your marketing analytics and attribution data, please click the link below in the description of this podcast and find your way over to the LeadsRx demonstration page where you can sign up for a complimentary demo 
where our team will show exactly to you how LeadsRx handles these updates from iOS 15 and how you can future-proof your attribution and analytics to have even greater performance in 2022. That's it for today, folks. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.